did you realize, as big as Bob Seger is on the radio, arguably one of the top half dozen classic rock artists to still have a big footprint on rock radio, that in his whole career, in Bob Seger's whole career, he actually had only seven top ten, top forty hits. Welcome to the Rock Pop and Roll Podcast, episode number 15, five Bob Seger songs from the 1980s. These songs went from big radio hits to forgotten classics. What happened to those songs? Why are they forgotten? That's what we're here to look at and listen to. Now, before we go any farther, uh, this episode of Rock Pop and Roll was recorded the week that Alto Reed, the longtime sax player for the Silver Bullet Band, passed away. Now, outside of Clarence Clemens with the E Street Band, Reed was the rock and roll saxophonist that you heard the most on radio, I think. Old-time rock and roll, rock and roll never forgets, Katmandu, and one of the most iconic sax songs in rock history. The opening notes of Turn the Page. With this episode of Rock, Pop, and Roll, we pay our respects to the great Aldo Reed. Now think about the great rock artists, the big rock artists on the radio. Bob Seger is there, right? He comes to town on tour as he did all the way until 2019. At the age of 73, sold-out shows, great shows, jukebox hit shows. Crowds love Bob Seger. He loves the fans, a classic rock mainstay, but big top 40 hits? Hardly. We're looking at five Bob Seger songs from the 80s, the songs that went from big radio hits to forgotten classics. Bob's only number one hit, not even close to one of his best. It was from 1987. His only number one hit? Here's your trivia question. Beverly Hills Cop 2 soundtrack was Shakedown. You busted, busted, busted. He didn't write the music. They were going to get Glenn Fry to sing this title song, uh, but Glenn Fry was busy, couldn't do it. Glenn Fry will pop up a number of times in this podcast, by the way. Bob Seger did take it to number one. His only number one. Now, it's not one of the uh, it's not one of the forgotten songs we're looking at, but I did want to kind of give you an idea of that's it. That's his only number one. Now, Night Moves went to number four in 1976. Still the same. Went to number four in 1978. Against the Wind went to number five in 1980. Uh, Fire Lake was number six in 1980. It was another top ten hit. Almost made our list. Did Fire Lake. It was the lead single f- uh, from the Against the Wind album and had three of the Eagles providing background vocals on Fire Lake on this track. Glenn Fry, Don Henley, and Timothy B. Schmidt. So I, I think it's worth a moment to play some of it. Not one of the forgotten ones, but one of the ones that almost made the list. Honorable mention, have, have you. Uh, here the Eagles sing a little background to this big hit from Bob Seger. Here's your Eagles. 
didn't quite make our top five. There's other tunes that were big on both Top 40 and Rock Radio that have slipped away. So you want to hear the deeper catalog, though, of Bob Seger? It's not always on the radio anymore, outside of some radio stations in Michigan where he's, he's still the hometown hero across the state. I know. I lived in Michigan for almost 20 years. The amount of Bob Seger, deep cut Bob Seger on the radio in Michigan is astounding. They play lots of stations, play it all. Album tracks from Live Bullet, album tracks from Against the Wind, lots of cuts from Stranger in Town, lots of cuts from the Night Move albums. Go to Detroit. The classic rocker there, WCSX, plays dozens, dozens from his catalog in Michigan. Uh, He's the man. But elsewhere, not quite as much. I'm just one state removed from Michigan, living in Indiana, and the Seeger radio playlist is much more narrow here, as probably it is where you live. You know, both the Chuck Berry-style rockers and the Main Street ballads, the cuts that were once radio hits but faded away. So what's become overlooked from this rock and roll giant? That's what we're going to listen to today. Thanks for listening. I'm Rob Nichols. We talk rock and roll and pop music from the playlist of the decade of the 1980s, directly from Indiana, the middle of America, live on tape or on digital, if you prefer, which is what it really is. Welcome to the podcast. It is rock, pop, and roll. You want to hear the songs from today's show in their entirety, plus some other great songs from Bob Seger? We've created a Spotify playlist for the podcast. Find the link in the show notes. You'll dig it. Turn it up. The story's pretty well-known. Bob Seger was a regional star for a long time. He played the summer dock parties. He played roller rinks, Elks Lodges, all throughout Michigan, much of the Midwest, building his reputation as a great live performer while not getting much love nationally. Starting in the early 60s, Seger recorded a number of locally produced garage rock-sounding 45s. His first real band of his own was called The Last Herd. 1966, and he had a number one hit with that band, a number one hit in Detroit with the song East Side Story. And I think it's worth a a visit because you never, ever hear this one. But it was number one in the Motor City. When you see me flash my was also the band that recorded the song Heavy Music that continued to be a concert staple for Seeger. At the time, back in the mid-60s, he was sharing stages with bands like Alice Cooper, The Stooges, The MC5, Ramblin' Gamblin' Man goes all the way back to 1969. Uh, That was a, a title track to the Bob Seeger System album from that year, and it crawled all the way up to number 17 on the top 40 charts. Ramblin' Gamblin' Man. It was one of the great all-time Seeger songs. Take a listen, just real quick. Giving you a little taste of some Bob Seger as we get to our top five overlooked songs. A little history from Bob Seger. 
He just kept driving the roads, man, playing the gigs. Ultimately, he broke big nationally with the uh, live Bullet Double album recorded at Cobo Hall, which is where this version of Ramblin' Gamble Man was recorded. The album was released in 1976, and that record vaulted, turned the page into a rock radio classic. On Rock, Pop, and Roll, we're looking at the top five songs from Seeker's catalog that are ghosts. Songs that were big but have gotten lost in the corporate radio shuffle. Songs that you need to hear. Head to Spotify to rehear it after the podcast. We've got it in the show notes. That's our link. And some of these songs you'll hear, they may still pop up in odd places, but they aren't as valued anymore on radio as they should be. So let's go ahead and let's let it rock, as he would say. Here we go. Five tunes from the Seeger canon that deserve some attention. Number five, it was originally done by soul singer Otis Clay in 1973. This song did not quite reach the Hot 100. Topped out at 102 on the Billboard Bubbling Under chart. The songs didn't quite weren't quite good enough for the Top 100. That's where it ended up. It's from Bob's second live album from 1981. After he became big, he had the, he recorded the Nine Tonight live album in Boston and in Detroit. I love this take on uh well he tells you at the top of the bass top of the song over a bass line in his intro he says all right you guys feel funky tonight this is an old memphis song an old memphis song it got up to number five on the hot 100 number two on rock radio it was recorded in boston and number five on our list trying to live my life without you i used to smoke five packs of cigarettes a day Coming in at number five on our list of the five Bob Seger songs from the 1980s. Songs that went from big radio hits to forgotten classics. It's the Rock, Pop, and Roll podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Rob. Nut number four, written by Rodney Crowell. Rodney first recorded this for his 1981 self-titled album. The song went to number 15 for Seger on the country charts in early 1983, marking Bob Seger's only top 40 entry on the country charts was this one, a loping tune, a little bit of an outlier for Seger. This, the sound of it was not driving rock and roll, was not a ballad, but uh, it was a smash hit. And for as big as it was at the time, where did it go? You never really hear this one on the radio anymore. It went all the way to number two in 1982 on the Hot 100. It was recorded for The Distance album produced by the great Jimmy Iovine, the man who also produced Tom Petty's Damn the Torpedoes, among other albums, Glenn Fry, Bob's longtime Detroit buddy, who actually sang Glenn Fry. I think his first, the story goes, his first real uh, gig where he got on a record was singing back up for Ramblin' Gamblin' Man, the studio version in 69. And if you go back and listen to that, when uh, the background singers come in for the very first time, Glenn Fry comes in so loud that they had to like turn him down, 
mid scream or mid mid background vocal. Uh, but you can distinctly hear Glenn Fry on that. When I found out about that, I went and listened to it. That's, that's worth checking out the studio version of Ramblin' Gamblin' Man. But Glenn sings background on this at number four for us in the Forgotten Songs from Bob Seger's great catalog. It's called Shame on the Moon. Some men go just where they want. Some men never go. Oh. That classic Bob Seger piano. I always like the sound of that. And, and, and speaking of speaking of piano, at number three on our uh, list of five Bob Seger songs from the '80s that seem to be forgotten, big hits that are not nearly played as much as maybe they should be. At number three, Roy Bitten plays piano. On this one, one of Seeger's best songs, and to be honest, you can still hear this one a little bit on the radio or in a grocery store, right? The song is played in its entirety in the final scene and the closing credits of the 1985 film Mask, starred Cher. It's a great tune. Uh, Bob Seeger and the band opened up his Face the Promise tour uh, when he went back on the road in the early 2000s with this song, and it was a goosebump-inducing moment. Great opener. I was there in Indy for the show. Criminally underrated as a song. It should be played way more than it is. It's a Night Moves-like song, but it wasn't a big hit. It did get to number 13 on rock radio, but only number 27 on the top 40 charts in 1983. I would have thought it would have been a bigger hit. The greatness that is Roll Me Away. Didn't have to say a thing Sight. There you go, Bob Seger. Five Bob Seger songs from the 1980s. The great Bob Seger. Five of his great songs that went from big radio hits to to forgotten classics. At number two on the rock, pop, and roll list. On the tail end of the hottest period of Seger's career, he toured uh, behind this album. There were hits on it like like a rock. But this song that we're going to look at it was the first single. It crashed the top 20 and was a big rock radio hit, but it was labeled as a knockoff of other Seeger songs, and and maybe it was. Sounds a little bit like Even Now, you remember that song, but it was big and it rocked. The first single off this album, rarely heard anymore, Russ Kunkel. Here's a tidbit for you. Russ Kunkel, the drumming legend who toured with Crosby Stills, 
and Nash and Young in the 70s, played with session musicians, uh, bass player Leland Sklar, uh, Danny Korchmar, uh, who's a guitar player, did a lot of work with uh, Jackson Brown, Waddy Wachtel. He, he, he recorded a lot of L.A. stuff, L.A. musicians, that core group did. Uh, Jackson Brown, Linda Ronstadt, James Taylor, Jimmy Buffett, Warren Zevon. He plays drums on all that. He plays drums on this track. Went to number 13 on the top 40. Number two on rock radio. A forgotten hit from 1986. It was the song called American Storm. Kind of that thumping, uh, typical Bob Seger rock and roll song. And uh, he was hot. It was a hit. And you never hear it anymore. American Storm on the Rock, Pop, and Roll podcast as we have made our way to number one as we are looking at the five Bob Seger songs from the 80s that were big hits and became forgotten classics. At number one, this song, I think it's the most forgotten in the gaggle of great Seeger tunes. It's a soundtrack song from 1984. Harkens back to the sound of, uh, oh, the sound of You'll Accompany Me from the Against the Wind album back in 1980. This is a classic mid-tempo Seeger sound, acoustic guitar-driven piano, background vocals. It cracked the top 20. It was a big adult contemporary hit, but maybe the most forgotten hit of his career. It went to number 17 on the Hot 100. It was top 10 on the Adult Contemporary charts. It was number 5 on Rock Radio charts. It was from a soundtrack to a uh, rather forgettable movie called Teachers in 1984. The underappreciated song Understanding. Always seemed like no one cared Then you took the time Now I look and everything seems clear Seeger scream, yeah. Uh, there you go, the five Bob Seeger songs that deserve more love. You can hear these and more Seeger on our Spotify playlist. The link is in the show notes. Lots of stuff that we think you should remember and discover. And uh, we love listening to Bob Seeger, one of the great, one of the great artists of all time, right? Thanks for listening to the podcast. Hang on, though. Stay with us. Uh, we always have one last fact and one final song for you. Subscribe to the Rock Pop and Roll podcast at Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify, iHeart Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Twitter at 80s Rock Pop Roll. Email us, rockpoprollpodcast at gmail.com. And if you like the show, why don't you tell a friend? Tell somebody. We appreciate it. Share it with a fan of 80s pop and rock and roll. And we will be so appreciative. But before we go, just a side note, man. Kudos to Bob Seger. I mean, he doesn't need to hear it from me. And I doubt if he will hear this podcast, right? But Bob Seger is the soundtrack to a lot of memories for lots of people who loved rock and roll grew up in the 70s and 80s, even the 90s and 2000s, because his songs are straight up accessible, relatable, on classic rock radio, and it's just some great rock and roll. As I was writing the podcast, I tried to count the number of times that I've seen Seeger live. I think it's six times. Not many compared to some Michiganders who came of age during his heyday. Truth. Especially those who remember him playing shows uh, before he got really popular with the Live Bullet album and beyond. But I just want to say thanks to Bob for doing what he did for so long. So much stamina, so much love, and so much energy. One of my great memories was seeing Bob Seger in the early 2000s. I was by myself for this show. Rarely was I by myself for uh, a lot of shows, but was for this one. It was in Indianapolis. It was at what was then Conseco Fieldhouse. And uh, I got a ticket from a scalper late. Right before showtime, it turned out that ticket was on the upper level, side stage. Not, not great seats. I spent a couple of songs there, including that goosebump-inducing moment that I talked about earlier with Roll Me Away. And then I decided to take a walk and try and find the best sound in the arena. Not necessarily the best seat, but find the best sound, not always an easy thing at that venue because it's cavernous, even with bands knowing that and bringing extra sound. So I decided to walk around uh, the arena as Bob and the Silver Bullet Band played. I couldn't get on the floor. My ticket was for the bowl. So I was in the upper arena. So I thought, oh, let's take a walk. And I knew if I went away from the stage, nobody'd care. Finally, I, I found a spot. That spot was in the back of the arena. The upper deck, straight sight line to the band, but about uh, five rows from the top, so straight on from the speaker, so clear sound. And and here's and here's what I remember from from seeing Bob Seger that that day that night. Seger had not brought any big screens on the tour. It was the last show that I've ever seen, last concert I've ever seen in a basketball arena or outdoors or anywhere of any size. This is the last one I saw that didn't have a big screens for the folks in the middle and the back. So instead, so here's what it did. Instead of the crowd watching the screens, they were all watching the stage with their eyes. And the vibe at the Fieldhouse that night was so good. So very good. It felt like a show from the 70s or 80s. And the crowd was on fire. They loved Bob. You could feel it. The sound I heard. Coming straight at me, clear and strong. The cheers of the Indianapolis crowd, heartfelt. He was doing the hits. The music was rocking. One of the great shows I have ever seen. Five rows from the top of the upper deck. Who would have thought? Thanks, Bob. And before we end, let's get out of here with one last song and one last fact. 
shall we? 1981, it was his second live album. He did Live Bullet back in, released in 76. This one was recorded at the same place, though, Cobo Hall in Detroit in June of 80. He also recorded at the old Boston Garden in Boston, Massachusetts in October of 1980. And a live version of the title cut of Nine Tonight was the first song on the album, A Rocker. It got rock radio airplay, but there was a studio version of Nine Tonight. It was initially going to be on Against the Wind, but was not added. And it was available only on the soundtrack for Urban Cowboy. Remember that John Travolta movie? And that's the only place you can find Nine Tonight. The studio version. We're going to play that rarely heard studio version of the song. Ironically, the live version is a rarely played song on in Seeger's catalog, too. Didn't make her top five list. Uh, and before we go, I want to dedicate this show. It's dedicated to my great friend Brad Schaus. A great concert companion, road trip partner, great friend, and listener. And we've seen Seeger a few times, and it's always great fun, always a great show. And so, Brad, uh, this show is for you. And to get us out of here, here's a piece of Nine to Night, the long-lost studio version. go hey thanks for listening to rock pop and roll we will see you next time i'm rob be good to each other this is rock pop and roll